Hello and welcome to the Curious Link podcast. My name is Sam. My name is Cameron. And we are some of your new hosts. Now, we are young carers and we are taking over from John and Katie. Um, and today we have a new special guest on. Uh, we have Lauren. Hi. Now, as you may know, um, Carriers Link was doing some work with Globals Make Some Noise. And um, you may have seen on the radio, Lauren was actually talking to Amanda Holden. And um, who else was it, Lauren? Let's, let's let you tell us who it was. <laughs> Jamie Thickston as well. So I was on their breakfast show talking about Carriers Link. Amazing. Could you tell us what, what was said and what were you doing? Uh, so I was asked to speak about my role as a carer, um, about what Carers Link does to support young carers and young adult carers like me, um, and bring awareness to the fact that we were going to be taking part in a challenge to raise money for Global's Make Some Noise campaign. Could you tell us, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, what the challenge? Uh, so we were doing a West Highland Way Relay Challenge with um, a couple of other carers. Uh, I think there was about 13 of us all doing... 7.4 miles each so we made up the length of the uh, West Highland Way. Now you have to tell us how was that? How was walking that 7.4 miles and of course being on live radio while it was happening? It was it was really surreal it was I, like you can't believe you're actually talking to people that you hear every day on the radio and obviously the walk itself was pretty challenging because you're sitting in the house barely doing anything then you're going out for this massive long walk. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. For you personally, how would the money raised by Globals Make Some Noise, how will that affect you and how will that help you? So it will help me It'll help me a lot because it means that uh, Cares Link have more opportunities to support me and my family. It means that we can do more things like um, going away on trips or um, just providing emotional support as well, which is really um, important right now. How did your challenge go? Was it... Was there any issues with the challenge or did it go smoothly fine? Uh, so the challenge itself, the actual walking was pretty challenging, but um, I think that we all had the same issue with getting on the Zoom call every so often with the battery running out. But I think that was really the only issue. We were all kind of in it together. So it kept, it went fine. Yeah. Did you enjoy being on Heart? Was it a good experience? Yeah, it was definitely a good experience. It's something I'll remember for the rest of my life because it's not, not something that everyone gets to experience and it was definitely you know something I've never done before so yeah just a question that I've just thought of um in your opinion what was the best bit of the day or what was the best bit of the event um I think it was you know the community of people coming together to help support each other even if they weren't personally affected we're still donating and still seeing how much um our stories, hearing them, it affected them and made them think. And I think that that was really important to me, being able to give back as well. Amazing. What would you say, if anyone is listening and they haven't donated and they're thinking about donating, what would you say to them? I would say, please, please donate because it is such an amazing charity with amazing people that work really hard to make sure that, you know, young carers and young adult carers everywhere, you know, being supported and, felt like they've got a community behind them. I've just thought of something to say there. Um, what would you say is the importance of donating to Carers Link? Um, I would say it's important because there's a lot of different things that that money goes to, especially now with the current pandemic. Um, 
not a lot of well no fundraising events are really going on apart from this one uh, which means that there's barely any money coming in for a service that's becoming more in demand as people are getting you know more desperate for support yeah how has coronavirus affected your role as caring in your home has it affected the any um, I think it has. I mean, you know, we've not got as many people like my older sister can't come over and help. You know, I'm taking on more responsibility in terms of going shopping. It's a lot more stressful thinking about bringing the virus home um, to someone who you're caring for. So it's become a lot more stressful. But, you know, I felt a lot of support, especially from other carers and things through the things like the group chats and stuff. Yeah. And um, would you be willing to kind of tell the audience what your caring role was before uh, lockdown? Um, so my caring role involved, you know, kind of making meals, making sure people kept up with housework, um, you know, looking after my brothers and sisters when they needed it. But now it's kind of been up to, um, because I'm training to be a teacher, I'm taking over my little brother's tutoring and um, making sure he keeps up with the schoolwork, which is really challenging to do for three hours of the day. I'm making more meals because we can't get out as much to get, you know, meals that are not freshly made, things like that. So it's definitely, there's a big difference. Yeah. And um, is there anything that you could say that Carers Link could do to help you more? Um, I don't think so. I think that, Carers Link do a really good job of knowing what it is that carers need and I know that if there was anything that I felt was missing I could just reach out and they would you know if they could give it to me and help me with it. Yeah that's amazing. What would you say if um, if we were to be able to do this again um, would you be willing to do the challenge again uh, or, or would you want to do something more or something less? Um. I'm not sure it depends on the challenges, I think, but um, I would definitely be willing to do it again. Um, I really enjoyed this challenge this time around, but if anyone had any better or bigger ideas, I would definitely be willing to try it. So, Well, anyone from a global, if you're listening, um, <laughs> let's, on that note, let's take us over to the next guest. Okay, we are back with our second guest, Amnit. Say hi, Amnit. Hi, how is everyone this afternoon? Great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're all good. Thanks. Well, um, before we start, just before anyone who doesn't know, Amra, who are you and what do you do at Carers Link? Okay, so at Carers Link, I am the Young Carer Coordinator. So I look after everything young carers, which means supporting and providing advocacy for young people aged 8 right up to 25. Well, we will talk about the little activity that we did for Global. Um, now, it was a walk, as we know. Um, and now, this is the first thing that sprang to my head. How is trying to get teenagers to do a walk? Because we all know that teenagers love their bed and it's quarantine. And how was that whole experience? You're right. It was it was difficult, but I hoped um, with my charm and a bit of bribery and corruption that you guys would get up it's seven o'clock in the morning to come and support a, a really good cause. And actually, you guys did really proud of everyone who took part. There was 13 of us who did a virtual West Highland Wee Walk. And 
we started walking at seven o'clock, but actually we had to be on air for 6.30. So hats off to all of you for contributing. And Camden, you were up even earlier, I guess, because you were cycling. Yeah, I was I was up at five in the morning. Yeah. My stepdad woke me up. It wasn't fun, but I did it and I was happy for it. It made me very energetic when I got in the house. Yeah, I think everyone was buzzing afterwards. There was like an element yeah. of camaraderie when we was really buzzing about doing it but you're right Sam it's not easy convincing 12 teenagers to wake up early even if it is for a good cause. And um, as you said you were talking about how everyone was energetic um, now that leads me on to my question that was how was the walk itself um, because it was 7.4 miles and um, that's not very normal for everyone to do so how was that? For myself it wasn't too bad I ha we had a really good day when we were walking it wasn't like today um, drizzly it was nice and it was dry so I quite enjoyed it I quite liked wearing my Fitbit and getting to 10,000 steps and having a you know a wee explosion on my wrist it was quite fun um, but I got abandoned halfway through my walk because I went with my husband and he sacked it halfway through he thought it was too much for him so he went home True. and I had to finish the rest of um, my virtual West Highland way by myself but there was that camaraderie because we were all WhatsApping each other and we were eng as well. So we got a chance to catch up and to see everyone still doing it. I think that really helped. And um, seeing everyone's pictures come in to me as well because I was collecting photographs. So seeing all your wee videos and everything come in for Globals Make Some Noise as well. I think that yeah. spurred people on. I think everyone got some energy from doing that. I did. And you, Sam, did over and above your steps. You managed to accomplish 40,000 that day. Yeah, I got to, I think it was like 43,000. Wow. Which, a little bit more than my uh, usual. And um, we have raised a, a lot of money. Do you know what will be done with that money and how that will affect uh, carers? So I think the money is, I think Christine would be the best person when she's on, she'll be able to talk more about it, but I'm sure it'll be split between the young adult carers and the young carers, young adult carers, to try and, we can never get rid of what happened with COVID-19, but to try and help alleviate some of that stress that um, young carers and adult carers face during the this pandemic. So the money will be sort of like a relief aid for those. Yeah, I've asked this question previously, but obviously since you work with us, how would you say that this funding is going to help us? How would you say it's going to affect us in the whole? Okay, so young carer families we know generally are £3,000 worse off every year. So there is a, a income gap anyway. And then because of COVID-19, a lot of you guys might be on like free school meals, but you're not getting that. So you're at home eating so much more than what you usually do. I'm sure all the parents are complaining that every time they go shopping, there's nothing in the fridge because you guys eat so much. So, you know, we know there's a huge Im impact on um, just general income, but also on food as well. And also mental health. Loads of young people have come forward and said, COVID's having a real impact on my mental health because I'm not able to get out. I mean, my own friends or because somebody at home is shielding so they can't get out. And also parents might be furloughed, so there's a loss of income there as well. It's been really difficult uh, for young people across. And then you've got a caring role on top of all of that. Um, so 
I don't know if that answered your question, Cameron, but there's been a huge gap, and we're hoping that with the fundraising that we've done, we're able to alleviate some of that stress. Also, as a point on the recent pandemic, how badly has it affected the funding? So with us in particular, our fundraising, a lot of it is face-to-face. So like canvassing, you would have seen us in Tesco with a bucket being able to canvass, but you can't do that now because of the pandemic. Or we would be going out um, doing, instead of the virtual West Highland Way, we would have been doing that. Or we had a fire walk back in February. So a lot of our fundraising is person-to-person, face-to-face. So we haven't been able to do that during COVID. So we've had a real impact on our resources. And um, as you were saying before about uh, mental health, if there is anyone listening to this and they are struggling with their mental health and they are a carer, um, do you know who they could contact? Yeah, I would definitely say if you're a young carer or get in contact with us, we can signpost you to the correct resources. There's a lot of resources online for young people like Healthy Minds. Mind is another good charity. Rookie Rockstars is another good charity that um, help young people with their mental health. And Young Scott are really good at signposting things on their Instagram and on their website. And if you're an adult carer listening to this really suffering with your mental health, I would encourage you as well to get in contact with us and we can support you. signpost you to other organisations like Grace who work in Eastern Bartonshire or EDMH who are another good mental health um, charity. So it's all about not being shy and getting in touch. We might not have the answers, but we can certainly signpost you in the right direction of where you can get help. And um, to get back to the walking point, um, what would you say was the best bit about the whole day? Just seeing everyone being buzzing about it, to be honest. I think from the very start when we were all on a half six, it wasn't even really one grumpy face. Everyone was really, you know, they were so hyped to be on it, to see your camaraderie and building each other up. And then even during the days at work, I don't know how you guys were, but on Friday, we just saw the totals come in each day. You know, it's, um, first we, our track was 50,000 for global, so we totally smashed that to each 1.7 million so far. But every time you've seen the total go up, I think everyone is just getting really hyped. And um, to, just to see other people support us, there have been other people who have never been in touch with Carers Link and um, are now reaching out to us as well. So it's been a really good um, talking point. Yeah, if people are watching at home and they believe that they could be a young carer, get involved. It's something really fun. It gets you out of the house and gets you a bit of a break from your caring role. You're right. It is. You know, you guys know yourself. It can be a real barrier to put yourself forward and say, I'm a young carer because you think there's a stigma attached with it. But um, there's not, nothing ventured, nothing gained, is what I'd say. You even get a welcome pack, which was your wellbeing pack. And Sam was telling me earlier he really loved the shower gel that he got with it, and Cameron loved his box of <laughs> heroes. So, you know, there's a, we, we try and treat you well when you come along to our young cater stuff. So, thank you, Amrit, for speaking to us, and let's hear from our next guest. Thank you, guys. That was, that was good. Um, and now, here we have Christine. Christine, hello. Hi guys, it's so good to be here. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Um, thank you for coming on. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, um, could you tell the audience who you are and a brief description of your job title? So I am the fundraising manager for Carers Link and I have been since February 2019, so fairly recent-ish. My role within the organisation is to bring in the cash. Um, essentially through various means um, that might include things like fundraising events um, and then it also kind of takes into account funding applications and grants um, in terms of kind of raising awareness and sponsorship through kind of corporate um, and more community-based 
Nice. And um, just to link in with that, um, why or what got you kind of linked in with LinkedIn? <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Um, well, it's part of my, my job. You know, I have to raise funds for the whole of Carers Link, and that includes LinkedIn. Um, and essentially what we have to do is we have to work collaboratively with the team. So we've been working really closely lately with the young carers coordinators and um, the young adult carers coordinators as well to kind of, you know, essentially raise money um, because during this time, our donations are down by about 94%, which is massive. Except from um, Globals Makes a Noise, how are we kind of trying to get as much back as we can? Um, so Global Aside, um, we have been really quite fortunate that there's been a lot of opportunity for us to apply for funding, especially during COVID-19. Um, it actually seems there's a lot more out there, um, especially for young carers and young adult carers. Um, and that's not to leave, you know, leave out the, the adult carers either who are caring for family or, you know, husbands, wives, mothers and fathers, etc. Um, so there's a lot out there and we've been really fortunate that we have brought a lot in. Um, whether it's through Scottish government funding or um, other avenues, so we're, we've been we've been certainly doing our best and we've been doing all right so far. How was it that you got in contact with Global? Um, well, we had actually applied to Global's Make Some Noise last year when they opened up funding applications um, for predominantly for a project based around helping young carers. So we'd already submitted that, and that was a way. Um, and then, of course, you know, all this happened in terms of the the global pandemic um, and everything was put on hold. Um, we didn't know where we were kind of going to go with it um, and then fortunately someone from Global got in touch to say that they would like to consider us for the emergency appeal and we were like absolutely. So following on from that it kind of snowballed and I, and I really do mean snowballed it just you know kind of really it, it just kept moving um, and the appeal was much bigger than we could have anticipated um, and we were really really delighted to be part of it. Yeah, obviously it is a huge amount of money in that, but there's also another factor, and that is that it's going to boost the amount of people that go onto the website. So how many donations have we earned from that, from people seeing the the radio and going, oh, well, I'll go and donate to that website because I believe in that? Okay, that's another great question, thanks. Um, that's a bit unclear just now um, because the, the global donations are, are, are a separate thing. They've went into this big, massive pot, um, and the last time I looked, it was like 1.7 million, um, which is phenomenal. Um, and it's quite unclear what our cut will be. Um, but we have had people make contact with Carers Link already who are not on our database, that we don't actually know who they are. And they want to give us money. They want to donate to Carers Link because they have seen through the whole exposure of the global campaign who we are and what we do. Yeah. And they obviously think that we're deserving of it. So that's been amazing in itself. For the amount that we get, um, what will that mean to Carers Link as a whole? It'll mean a huge amount. Um, basically, what it'll do is it will ensure the kind of long-term security of the young carers and young adult carers. And that just means to bring continuity to you guys because you've been through so much already. So it means that hopefully we can secure our staff and secure the project that we initially applied for um, back last year. Um, as well as kind of looking at the, the legacy of what COVID-19 will bring, you know, there'll be challenges there. And it means that we've got the money to be able to help you guys out as and when we need to. 
would you be able to kind of tell us a little bit more about that project? Is that under wraps right now? Or um, well, I would I would like to keep Stun, as they say just now, um, just because uh, we haven't had our share. We don't know what that will be, um, and we don't want to underestimate or overestimate. But it, whatever we do receive, it will be um, mirrored against what we had asked for last year, um, and that's all I'll say about that just now. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Um, well, where is the usual area that young carers get the majority of the funding and has it been totally cut, the area where we would get the funding? Um, we've got a lot of our, our money comes from donations from, from people um, people that know us and through the fundraising events. So we've had to pause all that stuff because we, we can't go out and do it. Um, so because of that, we have had a big drop. Um, and people bearing in mind are maybe losing their jobs or they've been put on furlough and they don't have the same cash coming in that they did so you know there's an element of people not being able to afford to donate to us the way that they used to so as I'd mentioned before I think we're down about 94% that was the last check the thing about um, young carers and young adult carers is that people want to make sure you're okay as, as much as we possibly can do so that's why there's quite a, a broad range of funding available um, and the bulk of what we brought in so far is predominantly for young carers and young adult carers. And um, what was kind of talking with and working with the people from Global and um, how was that? It was it was really really exciting to be honest, um, I'd never done anything like that before. Um, I can't lie and say it wasn't hectic, it was crazy busy. Um, I felt like I was spinning loads of different plates and Essentially, I was, you know, the middleman. So there was like heart or global, then there was me, and I'm, I'm trying to tell you guys, I'm on the phone to Sam every other day, it felt like, um, saying, can you do this? Can you do this? So it was really hectic. Um, but the whole experience was was really good. Um, I have to say that the, the, the people that I met from global were all super at, you know, talking me through it, guiding me through it, and making sure that we, we did a, a good campaign. Well, um, Christine, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And here, finally, we have our final guest. Hello, Georgia. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. And um, you are from Global. Um, and could you tell the audience what your kind of role is and a little bit about yourself? Sure. So... I'm Georgia. I am the Senior Grants and Operations Executive uh, on the Make Some Noise team at Global. So the Make Some Noise team is a charity in-house at Global and Global is a um, commercial radio business, um, home to eight of the UK's largest uh, radio brands. Um, and on Make Some Noise team, we are very lucky to be able to harness those platforms, that audience, um, and we reach out to uh, local projects, local charities around the UK um, to raise awareness and raise funds for them. Um, we know that obviously smaller charities have uh, a smaller marketing budget uh, or no budget at all. Um, and we want to um, you know, give them a chance to have their voices heard share the stories so we make some noise for them and in the uh, process I hope to raise some really vital funds my role within the team that I'm kind of the account manager 
for the charities that we support each year. I help kind of identify the charities that come on board. Um, in our typical process, we have an application process. So, um, you know, get to read everyone's applications and, and do the kind of selection process. But then when we have identified the charities that um, come on board for our programme, uh, I work alongside them to kind of help them in whatever opportunity comes up. So for our campaign, that's fulfilling media and interview opportunities. Um, and then right through to the funding uh, side of things where I help you know, put projects together and make sure the money goes to where it's needed. Um, and I'm just wondering, you kind of hinted on, you're saying that you look at the applications and um, what did you and your team, um, what made you and your team kind of look at Carers Link and think that would be a great charity to support? So Carers Link submitted um, and we had our kind of usual um, board process in about February this year. Um, and were very impressed by the, you know, the calibre of the application. Um, we support carers charities um, each year and, you know, really value the work that um, carers charities do to support their beneficiaries kind of from all ages. Um, we know that Carers Link goes right through from young carers to adult unpaid carers. Normally our remit is um, children's charities. So Carers Link applied originally for the um, Young Carers Project. In February, we made decisions about um, who we were going to take forward. Um, but unfortunately, coronavirus hit kind of as we were about to announce who had become successful. And we had to put our whole process on hold. Um, so yeah, there was a couple of months essentially where there was discussions with the wider team at Global and you know our trustee board and kind of just figuring out what makes some noises place would be in this new environment and also who we could help we knew that small charities in particular um, were going to be really badly hit um, both in terms of income dropping um, but also with staff not being potentially working but demand in you know, need for services increasing and young people and older people and, you know, new service users reaching out for support, but charities not necessarily having all the resources in place to help them out. So the more we kind of understood the wider picture, we wanted to kind of make sure that we got it right, whatever we did moving forward. Carers Link was a very strong application we'd received originally um, and kind of fell into our broad um, new category for support this time round. So we thought we'd be very worthy uh, candidate for the Scottish um, group of charities that we're supporting. What would you say is like the best and your favourite, the most favourite part of your job? So um, I'm very lucky. I really love my job um, year round. I love just getting to know the charities. Um, this time around it has been quite different because it has been a rushed process um, but the kind of familiarization with the people who are working on the ground who um, are supporting very um, you know amazing individuals and doing incredible work I love that side of it and I love um, hearing it all come to life on the radio so you know when I've arranged an interview say with Hark 
as as I'm sure you're um, familiar with from last week. And I've kind of found the stories that are going to go um, on air and then I hear it back. It's amazing. And especially when you know that there's spikes in donations and um, things off the back of telling people's really incredible stories. Um, it's, yeah, very rewarding work. Almost sounds like, uh, sounds like fun to work at. It is. Um, yes, yeah. very lucky. It's a very bizarre building, lots going on, exciting. Um, so it, it, it is a fun place to work. You kind of overhear some stories and um, excitement. Um, yeah, it's it's great. And I really love that my job kind of um, straddles the two worlds of both charity and media. And um, if people are st- uh, if people are listening and they still are on the fence about donating, what would you say to them? I would say, um, please do donate if you can. Um, Carers Link is obviously one of the examples of the amazing charities um, that we're supporting through this emergency appeal. Um, we know that help is, you know, more needed now than ever. Um, as, as I mentioned, the, the res- resources are stretched on the ground. Um, people are struggling more than ever. And charities are kind of there at the, on the front line um, doing incredible work um, with fewer people and fewer you know, fundraising events happening. So they are, they are stretched and we, you know, it's a privilege to be able to run this campaign on behalf of them ask for funds and try and get the money to where it's needed most. Um, also, how many charities are going to benefit and do you know the money split or how it will be split? At the moment, there are 25 charities that we supported on air. If I'm being honest, we raised more than we actually had anticipated. Um, it was a massive success. Um, so there are still some questions about whether we've got a bit of room to kind of give out more funds than we um you know to more charities than we had originally got on board for the campaign we're also looking about our kind of current portfolio of charities that we've got in funding some of them um need top-ups some of them are desperate some of them could close if if you know funds don't become available soon and as a kind of active funder we feel you know some responsibility to ensure that those projects continue so there are lots of questions at the moment and obviously we're only a few days post appeal so we're not entirely sure actually what the whole grant portfolio is going to look like but we are really delighted with how it went and the 25 charities that we onboarded originally we have committed to you know raising um, significant funds for them and each uh, charity will receive um, a proportion kind of based on their scale, um, their size of their project, who they reach, how many people they reach, um, and the need that they they are facing as well. Um, so it's not an equal split, but all money raised will come into kind of one central pot that will be divided amongst all the charities. To link back to at the start of the podcast, when we talked to Lauren, um, one of the questions I asked her was, um since the kind of fundraising has had to be moved forward for the emergency appeal um i was talking to her about if we need to do other activities or challenges would she be up for that um and are you guys planning on doing anything uh for the kind of usual time or um what's the kind of future of funding for you guys 
Good question. Um, another one I'm afraid at the moment I don't have the answers for. So we think the on-air kind of um, total takeover content has happened for 2020 um, and that potentially there won't be the same on-air opportunities um, in autumn for us and our charities. Um, however, we are still kind of seeing this year of fundraising as um, directed towards the emergency appeal. So, you know, any fundraising events that might be able to happen later on in the year, like we have a gala dinner, um, you know, challenge events, things that charities um, do in the normal calendar. Um, we are hoping that those funds will be kind of directed to the same purpose. I was going to ask, is there any chance where you could get anyone that's like a celebrity onto our podcast? No, great question. I love I love that kind of question. Um, I can see what I can do. <laughs> I won't make any commitments or promises, I'm afraid, because as a, again, yeah. I'm sure you can imagine we do get multiple asks um, and there's only so much kind of reaching out that we are able okay. to do, especially because a lot of our presenters are actually um, freelance. Um, so it depends who your eyes are set on, um, yeah. but there, <laughs> there's always worth an ask, isn't there? So let me know and I can pass it on. Amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. And um, I think to finish off, um, the most important question yet, in my opinion, right? What is your favourite ice cream flavour? If you have a go-to ice cream <laughs> flavour, what would it be? Ooh. Salted caramel. Oh, that's that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Thanks. I love it. <laughs> what about you? Oh, good question. I think I would have to go for a raspberry ripple. Um, Cameron, what about you? Honestly, I'm not a big fan of ice cream. <laughs> I just, I'm just whatever. Scandalous. I'm whatever's there. <laughs> Amazing, Georgia. Thank you for having on. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you to all our other guests who came on. It was a it was a great time. So this has been the Carers Link podcast. Thanks for listening. If you have any um, add-ons or if you've enjoyed, please let us know. Um, the website and contact information will be in the notes. I've been Cameron. I've been Sam. And thanks for listening. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>